folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. Today I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not going to interview anyone. I'm just going to talk a little bit about a few issues that have been coming to my mind. I figure since I'm talking to myself most of the day anyway, I might as well record some of it, right? So the topic I want to talk about is conflict. Now, all of us endure conflict in our lives. Some of us create conflict. We're usually a little bit responsible for whatever conflict happens. Of course, really, the situation is how we deal with it. And as introverts, it may be that conflicts are more unpleasant and perhaps even more likely simply because we're not necessarily looking to always put ourselves out there and what that can do is ironically it can make it so we appear standoffish we're misunderstood you think extroverts would get into more conflict and a lot of times they do of course but they're out there they're communicating what their thoughts are pretty accurately and so sometimes they're actually able to avoid the conflict more than introverts are. And then especially if we want to go then write a note as an introvert or kind of deal with things on our own terms, that can be seen as arrogant or passive aggressive, that sort of thing. So I want to bring up a couple specific instances from my own life. I'll keep things somewhat vague, obviously. But they have been pretty minor, of course. These these are really low-level things. But What's great about that is it gives me an opportunity to kind of step out of myself and observe it. If it was a major conflict, it would be very hard, if not impossible, for me to do that. And so the goal isn't just to be like, listen to my problems. It's how can we move forward from these conflicts? What can we learn from them? And how can we learn to address them when they are quite major in our lives? So that's how I hope this can be actually a bigger topic that might be helpful to others. And this is not something I have 100% figured out. This is obviously a work in progress. We're all works in progress. But I'm putting a lot of effort into taking a look at these examples and looking at them as growing opportunities because that's kind of what they are. These things happen, you'd be like, oh man, this sucks. Or wow, what can I learn from this? How can I become a better person from this? You know, almost like the way Buddhist monks look at difficulties in their lives are like, great, this is an opportunity to practice mindfulness, to be in the present moment, to overcome adversity, etc. So the first, the first of the issues I've been dealing with has been a situation with neighbors, one in particular, driving very quickly past my house, uh, waking me up very early in the morning. I live right on an alley. This person lives at the far end of the alley, but they drive all the way across. And so I kind of asked them, hey, can you just slow down in the morning so it doesn't wake me up? They're the vibrations. It's not even the noise. It's literally the vibrations that shake my house. Most of the cars don't even bother me at all, but this person's driving very quickly. So I've actually been addressing this for three and a half years, right? So the first thing I did was send letters to folks in my neighborhood saying, hey, uh, here's the situation. Wonder if you can help me out. And that worked. Now, for most people. Now, of course, that could be seen as passive aggressive, right? But I don't see it that way at all. The letter was very polite and respectful. It was 
more in my mind the way that I could lay out the details in one fell swoop and I could do it in a way that I could regulate my emotions so I don't get angry or anything like that. And frankly, that's how I'd like to be communicated. I wouldn't want somebody just coming to my door, knocking on the door, some stranger, and saying, hey, here are the things that I want. I would like a letter, and then I can think about it myself. And if I got pissed about it, I could you know, have a more measured response. So, of course, I did talk to neighbors who were right next to me, ones who I knew. But a lot of the folks on the alley I don't know. Uh, no one, a lot of these folks didn't really, you know meet me when I came into the neighborhood or anything like that. So that worked really well for most folks, but there were a handful that was still doing that. And over the years, um, I basically, I let it go until finally I narrowed down who was driving very fast early in the morning. And then what I did was I left a different note tailored to them just on their car windshield. Like, hey, um, just wondering, you know, it'd be cool if you could slow down a little bit. Here's why it's just waking me up. Uh, whatever you want to drive as fast as you want all the rest of the day. That's cool. Just, you know, slow down, you know, and basically the folks that I pinpointed were the folks that live at the very end of the alley. So they drove the entire distance, which definitely unnecessary. Very curious why they still did it after my first letter, but Hey, I figured they were perhaps it's my right to do it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Okay. And so uh, I did that. And basically, let's talk about this one person in particular. They then left the note back on my door saying, hey, talk to me in person. Here's my here's my address. And basically, they said, stop leaving notes, which I'm not sure what that was about. But anyway, so I went and knocked on the door. And frankly, I was pleased. I do like speaking to people in person, but not just showing up on their doorstep unannounced. I feel like that's really intrusive, invasive. And as introverts, we do not like that. So anyway, um, I have no problem talking to people. And I used to do door-to-door -door canvassing. So that's even a strength of mine. But I wanted to make sure I did this in the right way. So I did not. They weren't there. left a note. Hey, here's my phone number. Go ahead and text me. So then I did get a text. And basically what they said is, um, hey, I'm not doing anything differently. Um, you're harassing me by coming to my door and texting me. Keep in mind that they actually texted me. And that's that. So that became quite unfortunate. So the question is, why did it get to that level? And what could I have done to make things different? Now, it's very easy for me to be like, okay, this person is just an asshole. They're an asshole. They know they're causing my suffering, but they continue to do it because they feel like they have the right to. Well, maybe there's a little truth in that, right? But what, what did I do initially to possibly trigger that reaction in this person instead of all these other people who were, got the letter and being like, oh, yeah, we'll stop doing that? Well, I suppose it's because I was a stranger to begin with, right? So they didn't know who I was. I was just somebody sending them a letter. So I was, it was easy to dehumanize me. They didn't know me as a person. Now, when I moved in the neighborhood four years ago, all the other neighborhoods I've moved into, most of the time my new you know, neighbors will kind of welcome me into the neighborhood. They didn't do that. A few of the other neighbors did. You can't really expect that from everyone. So I think that was a, a beginning of it, right? Now, what I could have done, and this is something that I will do in the future if I end up moving, is I will go 
and either like leave a, a card or something like that or send a, a card or maybe even have like a party or something like that where I invite everyone on the street. Like, hey, I'm new to the neighborhood, get to know me. Because then when you're a person, it's a lot easier, first of all, to go talk to them because then they're a person you already know. And then they're more likely to actually sympathize or empathize with you because you're a real person. So that's definitely something I should have done and I will do in the future. I guess part of me is like, oh, that's their job. And it's like, you know what? You can go about life expecting people to, you go to a party, you expect them to introduce you to everyone. Yeah, that would sure be nice. That seems pretty basic and respectful, but most people don't do that. So you can wait until the world changes and sure we can encourage people to do that but sometimes you just have to do it yourself so that's something I could have done or had a party or something like that and then that would have gotten people more I would have been able to engage with this person and it probably would have turned out fine I mean if you think about like if you ever got annoyed by a barking dog or loud music and you don't know who the person is it's just like oh that person who's doing that but if you're like oh I know that dog or I know that it's almost like you actually stop caring and then if you actually do want to address it it's so much easier to and so that was uh, fault number one fault number two was after I had sent the the initial letter and then they continued to speed that I, you know, when I finally, I mean, I waited a long time, like I gave them a lot of time. But anyway, I then went left the letter saying, hey, you're actually, you know, breaking the speed limit, etc. Now, basically what I did, I was like, well, they didn't respond to just, hey, I'm your neighbor, can you help me out? So maybe now I should remind them that they're breaking the law. I thought that that would be a uh, a way of just being objective about it, not like this is waking me up from a sound sleep, but you are, um, here's the law, you know, and it wasn't really a threat, but I guess that could be implied. And I think that got their back up for sure, because I turned it into a legal matter. And, you know, in retrospect, I probably would have gone about that differently. I didn't, I did, I just thought that would be the next step but I think part of it was I was annoyed. I was annoyed that my basic ask was just totally, totally ignored. This is a person who doesn't even have to drive past my house. The least they could do is slow down. You know, they knew that they were making me suffer and all that. So I brought all of that into the situation. And even though my note was very polite and respectful, I brought the legal matter into it. I probably should have never done that. It wasn't, it was a it was a neighbor to neighbor thing. They didn't they didn't listen to my first one. I should have instead made myself more human and talked to them on that level. So unfortunately, that's how that escalated and all of that situation. Now, it is in the process of being resolved. They're they don't want to talk to me in person. There's not much I can do about that, but I'm kind of hoping that passing by in the alley, I'll get a chance to speak to them, etc., and all of that. So I've been trying to weigh some of the issues here. You know, what have I done wrong? What have they done wrong? I find that going into every single circumstance, every conflict with, I'm going to start with, I'm 1% responsible. Now, obviously, I'm probably more than 1% responsible, but let's just, you start with 1%. That's pretty easy to start with. And then you can start saying, well, maybe I'm 10%, maybe, eh, maybe I'm 50%. Maybe it's all my fault, you know, all that kind of thing. And I, I think it's a helpful way of going about it. And, 
you know, looking at your own negative reactions to the situation, are you overreacting? Here's the way I think is fair to look at it. They are definitely causing my suffering. Um, I'm not, I, I get cars driving past all the time. It's where I live. I, I accept that. But this is a pretty reasonable ask. Person who lives at the very far end of the alley, if you choose to drive all the way across the alley, can you just slow down? I do believe that that's a reasonable ask. Now, um, you know, it's not even me just, I'm annoyed by this. It's like literal vibrations that shake my house. Like that's clearly too fast. I, I did all these other things that I could do without raising up my bed and putting vibration pads, stuff like that. It's not like, oh, I'm sitting up and getting annoyed by it. I'm sound dead asleep. Other cars aren't waking me up. They wake me up. So that's the honest way I had to go about it. Like, look at, am I overreacting? Am I being ridiculous? I can't choose the fact that I'm being woken up by this person early in the morning. That's not even a choice of mine. Fair to even just to address it and ask the person. So it's like, hey, can, I, can you do me this favor, right? Totally fair. But here's also where I think things went wrong. I started thinking about them as being malevolent. Now, are they malevolent? I, I don't think most people are. Ma malevolence is deliberately causing harm to another person just for the sake of causing harm. I, I don't think that's what they're doing. But here's what I think is a piece of the puzzle here. I think, and, and I, I think that yes, my complaints to them are distressing. And it's simply a matter of they don't want to be told what to do, right? So that's a component of it. Like I have my freedoms, I have my rights. This person is saying not to. Of course, I'm just asking them to do a thing that that is not at all necessary, but whatever, right? So I, I get that and you know, I've been that way too, but I usually comply. I've had neighbors come and say, hey, you're playing music too loud. We wanna be out on our back porch and not hear your music. That's, you know, not even the law. The law is like you're disrupting people inside their house. I still, I turn down my music. Like, why not? You know, quid pro quo. You do something for your neighbor. It, that's just what you do, right? It seems pretty basic. So, you know, I, I had to look at also the golden rule thing. Would I do this for a neighbor? Yes, I wouldn't even think twice about that. That seems pretty basic. Anyway, the other piece is, you know, they mentioned to me <laughs> that the fact that I left two notes was harassment. The fact that I came to the door after they told me to come to their door. The fact that I text, I responded to the text that they initiated with me after leaving my number, that that was harassment. Now, that was very confusing to me. I was like, how did that get turned on me as, you know, let's just say I'm like the annoying neighbor who's asking too much. Like, fine, fine, put me in that category, fine. But the, the harasser, no, no. Like how would a polite note saying, hey, can you, can you help me out with this thing you definitely don't need to do that is causing me suffering? You know, so, but I, I was like, okay, the people are not malevolent, you know, and I'm not gonna dehumanize this person. So what's going on in their mind? So basically this is what I figured out. Because people are not malevolent, typically, they don't want to be seen as malevolent and they don't want to think of themselves as malevolent. So what ended up happening was they had to acknowledge the fact that they were causing me suffering, right? Like my notes said, hey, I am suffering from this. You're waking me up from a sound sleep. You know, you're driving your car 10 feet away from my bedroom. They sure as hell wouldn't want that. So they couldn't, they could deny that that was even happening, but the notes 
made it so they couldn't deny that was happening. So they would have to go on living in their life saying, I am deliberately causing somebody suffering every day. Uh, that's that's a concern. It's People get PTSD from war, not just from seeing their buddies blown up, but from killing other people. Because we're, it's hard for us psychologically to do harm to other people without any real justification. So that really screws you up. So I'm not suggesting this is... This is my Vietnam, but I think that there's a parallel in that in their mind, they had to then start thinking about, man, I'm, I'm causing this person suffering. I'm deliberately turning down this alley every day, knowing I'm waking this person up and I keep doing it. You know, in the back of their mind, like, well, I'm doing it for my freedom. They probably know that that's not really sufficient to even convince them. So then every time I sent a note or, you know, that I did come to the door, even though they said to come to the door, I texted back to them, even though they initiated the text with me. That caused them pain. That caused them suffering because they had to know somebody out there thinks of them probably as not a great person. And then they have to think of themselves as they're causing suffering. So in a sense, yes, I was causing them pain by just bringing to that, that to their attention. So that made them very you know, standoffish and wanted to kind of stop that pain. So how can you stop that pain? Well, they could, you know, stop doing the thing that they're doing, but they're in too deep, right? And it became a conflict and they don't want to back down because that's what happens. We get entrenched in our views. So instead, they said, well, he's a bad guy. He's harassing me. So therefore, any t suffering they cause on me is just kind of equal payback. So that's kind of what I think is going on unconsciously. And I know this is ridiculous for such a small issue, but it's not about the issue at all. It's, it's just about how do we deal with conflict. And again, because this is so mild and almost laughable, I mean, I don't like being woken up every morning. It's kind of sucky and unnecessary, but it's a really great opportunity for me to address this. And I think that's kind of how things are in general in terms of conflict. We have to step aside and take a look at it and see the person as another human being or even better, just we're all one, right? Like we're all, we're all the same person. We're all this living organism on the planet. And I know that gets a little woo-woo, but I've been thinking a little more about that recently. And I think it's generally true. And they have negative parts of them. I have negative parts of me. Maybe it's the same part in the situation or it's different. We're all parts of each other. And so we want to stop the suffering. And of course, if somebody's causing you suffering, you know, you got to address it. So the answer is not to just sit there and not do anything. So I, I don't believe that I should have just, oh, well, I'm just going to get woken up by people speeding through the alley unnecessarily early in the morning. No, that's, that's not the way to go about things in the world. So there's assertiveness, you know, and then there's aggression. So assertive is good. You have to have your own needs met. You can't let other people do harm to you because that actually does harm to them. It's not good to do harm to other people. And that's a major reason not to do bad things to people, not just because it harms them and the whole thing of like, yeah, we're all one, you harm them, they harm you, harm you. It's like harming yourself. It, but you literally are harming yourself because we psychologically do not like doing bad things. And we can lie to ourselves that we do, but it just does us damage. It's like toxifying ourselves to do shitty things. So don't do them intentionally. We're gonna make mistakes, obviously. Now let's go on to the second conflict. And 
This is tied into a just little side gig I have with this entity where I organize some events. So it's totally unrelated to entrepreneur. It's totally unrelated to Introvert Unbound. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever. Anyway, so there was a situation where I'll keep this one a lot more vague because it's just not worth getting into details because it's kind of boring. But there were some mischaracterizations of me. Some like actually very inaccurate statements that one of the director, temporary director people were making. So let's just go into two of the aspects. One of them was about a communication I had with somebody else. And they said, oh, it was a, uh, I heard that you did it in this manner. And that was, that was news to me. And so I got upset by that. So that was one of the things. The other was something to do with uh, a financial discrepancy from um, this budget because there was a person who was working with me as director and then they stepped down and this person was step, stepped up in the meantime as interim. So I, I had a, there was a financial discrepancy in the budget. So the first thing was, it, these both did hurt my feelings. I was just like, well, I, I, I don't believe these things are true, uh, what, what's being said about me. And, you know, this is a financial situation as well, you know, tying into work. But I need to address this, so let's let's figure out how to do it. And basically, luckily, I had the conversation on Facebook Messenger with this other individual, the question, the individual in question. And so I was able to just reread the uh, conversation and be like, um, nope, all, all good there. <laughs> and then send that to the person, send that to the director. And so she did respond. So we're still in the process of talking. We're going to set up a phone call. Um, but she did respond pretty much right away to that saying, oh, I, yeah, I have no idea what the issue was. So like that immediately got dropped. Now I could have done that in a negative way, right? I could have been like, how dare you? I would never, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of how I felt, right? Because I, I try to hold myself to a high level of integrity I'm not perfect, but I feel like I'm very mindful and conscious about my interactions. And, you know, just having started this gig, I would never be pressuring people or, or I'm very on top of my conscious communication. And, you know, sometimes I, I come across a certain way, kind of brusque or whatever. I, I get that, you know, I'm a New York Jew. We have a certain demeanor, but I'm one of the chillest, mellower folks from, from my family. So, you know, that, that all that aside, I could have gone into a tirade right away and that would not have helped the situation. And I knew it was inaccurate. I knew something was, was wrong there, but I tried to give this person the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're an interim director. Maybe they're, they're not really experienced in this. So maybe this person who's a director has just made a mistake. They're trying to be on top of stuff and they're going too far. So let that be. I, I'm confident enough in my own interactions. That's the beauty of like really trying in interactions to be as good a person as you can. It's like, yeah, you might make mistakes, but if you go in it with the good intentions, you don't really have to feel guilty when sh shit hits the fan. You could be like, well, let's see. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to push back because I know I might have done something wrong. I might have done something wrong. I'm, I'm open to having done something wrong, but I didn't do anything wrong deliberately. You know, I didn't do anything maliciously. I wasn't trying to trick anyone, pressure anyone or anything like that. Just trying to get to the bottom of issues and address things as they go along. So that, that makes it a lot easier to deal with these situations when they come up. Um, also being willing to admit mistakes. So I did say, 
you know, prior to even looking at that, it's like, well, if there's something that I did wrong, I want to figure out how to do it better. You know, admitting you you could do better, even if you didn't think you did anything wrong, can be helpful. And that's not coming from a place of weakness. That's coming from a place of strength. Like if you're really confident in your abilities, you can be the first person that's like, yep, I could be even better at what I'm doing. Like with writing, I'm very confident in my writing abilities. And if somebody attacks my writing, like I almost look at it with, you know, a combination of amusement. And if it's coming in a legitimate way, I'm like, well, awesome, because I don't rarely get helpful feedback. So let me know, you know, if it's somebody just, I hate your piece and you're, you know, you're a dick and that, and it's, the writing is poor. It's like, well, that's probably not true. <laughs> but if somebody's like, hey, I thought, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, have you thought about, you know, dealing with your sentence structure? It's like, shit, thank you. Yes. No, I haven't thought about that. And awesome because I want to improve because I'm confident in that. I don't have a problem with being poked at at something I'm very strong at. In fact, I'll get even stronger. Good. So I think that's a really good way to go about it. And yeah, I came about it in a very calm way, just showed her the evidence and it dispelled it right away. Of course, it does confuse me why that first individual said that there was something going on, but people have weird stuff going on in their heads at all times. You know, it, it, they might have misinterpreted the situation. Then it was a game of telephone. So that's like, you know, three people going around in a circle there. That shit happens all the time. Like, assume it's a miscommunication first. That's usually what it is. It's People are not going out of their way to be malevolent. It's a miscommunication. It's a misunderstanding. And so that's exactly what it was. Now, did this person, this director go at it in the wrong way? It's not a way I would have gone about it. I, I would have looked into it a bit more before going about it that way. But again, they're they're an interim director. They're, they're just there temporary. They don't necessarily have the skills. I do think you can expect more of people in a leadership position because that's exactly what they're getting paid for. But you got to treat them just like a person. They're a person and they're imperfect, just like you. What what I'm open to having potentially done something wrong and then saying, but I'd be curious to know what it actually is. So if you kind of just go at it with, you know, opening your arms and be like, you can hit me in the gut if you want to. Um, I'm going to tense my stomach. And at the same time, I'm not going to necessarily hit hit you back. Now, if somebody comes for you and they are actually gunning for you, you better defend yourself. Absolutely. But that's most, most of the time, that's not it. And I think a lot of introverts, we can be sensitive and we're typically not looking to fuck with people's shit. So we're really confused when people do that to us. And we see that as a huge threat and invasive and all that sort of stuff. So we got to address that baggage because that comes up in this circumstance. So I went against my impulse, which would be like, oh yeah, is that what you think? And in a sense, that would have just made it seem like I was a difficult person. But I think we all have difficult person aspects to ourselves. It's just about whether we can step aside and be like, okay, let's see the situation. We don't, no one likes to be accused of having done something wrong. It's threatening to us because it brings up basically parts of our brain that are there to defend ourselves against lions. It's the same part of our brain. So it almost feels as if a lion is coming. It's like, oh yeah, lion, I'm going to rip your head off. And it's like, 
No, no, this is just a person using words about another person's words. It doesn't matter. You know, address it, but it's nowhere near that level. Just chill out and address it calmly. The other component of this was this financial discrepancy in this budget, which did result me in me getting paid less and the organization getting paid less. So I was trying to figure out budgetary stuff so I could do better for the next event. And it came up that there was these expenditures for um, uh, a particular thing and that the other director had made, the outgoing director who kind of left in the middle of these other events. And the, the finances, it just didn't make sense. I tried to do the math and there was still like $120 difference. And I was just like, well, I, I should ask her about this because it's my job to figure out how to, you know, make the budget for these events. And if there's something I'm missing, you know, she'll help me figure it out. Or if there was a mistake here, that's, that's it, you know. So in doing so, she said in response, and again, we haven't had the phone conversation yet, but um, I did, you know, send a brief email. She's like, I, I don't like how you're insinuating that the other director stole from it. And it's like, whoa, wait a second here. <laughs> so in that case, it may have been she was projecting, right? She's like, oh shit, maybe he did steal. How dare this person say it? I think there was a mistake made. And Here's the thing. This is where it comes to the difference between addressing a situation and being aggressive about it or just letting it go. We were talking about finances. That was something I needed to figure out. That was the logical next step. I was right to bring it up. I stand by that. I didn't accuse anyone of anything. Just the math isn't working here. She took it into this whole different area. And I'm not sure what to think about that. I, I do think it was an honest mistake. If it wasn't an honest mistake, I mean, that's that needs to be dealt with, but that is her responsibility and not mine. Um, if I haven't been paid, it would be nice to be paid. But what went on in that situation? So in that situation, I do stand by it completely. Now, if she had ignored that, I probably would have just let it slide, but she waited a week and then she did respond with that kind of, are you suggesting this? I don't like that at all. And that, you know, that was the most hurtful, I would say, of, of all the aspects. It's almost like I'm just bringing up some numbers that don't make sense. And you're saying don't talk about the numbers. I don't know what's going on with that. And I didn't make any accusations whatsoever. She kind of did throw it right back on me which again, I am talking up to here in experience. So I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. You know, I could easily go into, oh man, this is a cover up. Or, you know, she is specifically not willing to deal with her duties. Why go there? You know, just assume the best. Give people the benefit of the doubt in these situations. She just got confused. She just got over her head. She just doesn't know how to deal with these situations yet because she's, you know, it's not her actual position, but just a temporary one, stuff like that. Now she is applying for this position. So this would be a good opportunity for her, but give her the space to figure that out. Sometimes leaving a little bit of space. This isn't like a criminal accusation being made against me that I have to really address with all of these facts or whatever. But these are all the thoughts that I've gone through in my head. And it's like, why is that so upsetting to be accused of something? First of all, you didn't even do. And in a sense, like um, you bring up something that is pretty legitimate. And then they're almost like you shouldn't talk about that. That's that I feel justified in that. 
but what could I do in that situation is solely about how I continue in the response. So I did just say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it was just a mistake and just was curious about that. And that's what I said in the email. We'll probably address it in a phone call. I'm not going to go to the mat on this sort of thing. But of course, I'm going to bring up to this person, hey, I need to be able to bring up pretty obvious issues that anyone would bring up in these circumstances and, you know, not have it taken into a whole other direction. But and part of me can come at it from hurt. Part of me can come at it from like, ah, oh, she's doing stuff to be, you know, I'm the boss and you better listen, all that kind of thing. And instead, I'm, I'm trying very hard not to. I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt and accept that, well, first of all, they might be right about uh, it not being a real issue. Um, you know, I still feel like the, finance, the finances are unexplained right now. They're definitely unexplained. Um, there could damn well be a good answer for it. So I do expect an answer. Um, but so there, there's a possibility that it never was an issue to begin with and that there is a total legitimate answer for it. And so I'm, I'm totally open to that. That's why I didn't, there was no accusation, just like mm, something's not checking out. Am I missing something? And then I can be hurt by the fact that I'm even being accused of being, uh, being accused of accusing or things like that. And I don't, you know, like that position because I, I feel like I try to stay on top of stuff and maintain my own integrity, et cetera, et cetera. But I could easily let that go to my head and become self-righteous and become angry and then turn it into more than that. And especially in a situation where somebody who's controlling a paycheck of yours, yeah, you do probably want to have a another layer of nothing that they can use against you. Not because people are malicious, but a lot of people in leadership positions are not really great at dealing with people and they're, they'll kind of go to that whole, well, I'm in charge. And then if they don't like that other individual, even bringing up something that's conflicting to them or makes them have to do their job or makes it a little more difficult, they're consciously or probably unconsciously be thinking of reasons just to kind of uh, waylay or marginalize that person or even get rid of them. So you definitely don't want to give a boss a reason for that. And if they end up terminating you for, like if I get terminated, which I don't think is likely, for bringing up a financial discrepancy, well, I can rest easy knowing I didn't do anything wrong. I don't have to feel bad about it. And there's no really life lesson there other than don't, <laughs> don't be a whistleblower. Like obviously there's risks with that, but we all know that acting with integrity is also bringing up stuff that's concerning and doing it in the right way. So these have been some very, very minor issues, but they've been on my mind and I've been trying to turn them into life lessons for myself and also see how it ties into just the larger world of what it's like to engage in a conflict. And I think if we practice this with the little rinky-dink things that don't really matter, then when a major conflict comes about, I think we're better prepared to handle it. And I do want to reiterate that if people are threatening you, you want to address it. And it doesn't necessarily mean doing it yourself, obviously. If it's a real dangerous situation, that's what the police are for, etc. But if it's not a level where the police would need to be involved and, you know, that's a last resort, you should address it on your own as long as it's safe. And sometimes you do have to be assertive. Well, I would say always you should be assertive, but you, you want to start by 
almost asking other people what you can do for them and really try really hard to listen to them. You might be like, I got to unload this so they know, listen to their concerns. That's something I'm learning about all this stuff. It's not even about the content. Like you can be 100% right in every little circumstance, right? Like in all my situations, I could be totally in the right. That's the content is is a small part. If you look at news today and just ideology and opinion making, it's not really about facts or content or anything like that. It's about the individual, who they are and what they represent and symbolize and how things are being communicated. So you can't do much about like you want to have your content on point. You want to make sure you're accurate and be on top of your shit. Because if you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong and you should not be addressing it. And at least not in that way whatsoever. You can't do much about who you are as a person. You know, if you're like a single male, which some people find intimidating, then I know that's always going to be a strike against me compared to, let's say, if I was a woman or if I had kids or if I was an elderly person. Obviously, any conflict, those people are going to be seen as, you know, the victims and not the aggressor, certainly. So obviously that the fact that I am a male is going to be a bit more of an obstacle to overcome in terms of being seen as just the, the aggressor, like I said. But so what I can control also, besides the content, which is not that meaningful, apparently, is the tone and the way in which things are addressed. So for all these situations coming at them, and I've tried to and not been great in terms of the neighbor situation, not as great as I could have been. And I think I did everything pretty well in terms of this other other gig. But assuming that the people are not out to get you, assuming that they have, yes, their best interests, but everyone's best interests in mind, and that if there is a mistake, it's an accidental mistake. It's not done on purpose. It's something that can be rectified and fixed, but it's got to be only, it can only be done that way through the right way of addressing it. You'll just make things worse. It doesn't matter if you're right. That is the, that is the situation. You know, it does not matter if you're right. You can still be, you know, proven wrong. Even if the facts are there, you know, even in a court of law, if you take it to, you think, well, all the factual evidence is if the jury doesn't like you, you're done. You know, or like you come across as the dick, something like that, then it's over. So you got to keep all these things in mind. And that's basically what I want to talk about. And I hope that's useful. And I hope to do more of these podcasts where I kind of suss out certain issues and hope it's engaging for folks. And also I'll be doing more interviews as well. And you can continue to check out content at introvertunbound.com. We got our Facebook page. We got several Facebook groups. We have Twitter. We have our podcast on Podbean, all that good stuff. Check it out. Hope to hear from you all. You have a great day.